you found it. The Japan What Podcast, blowing hot air out of Tokyo's backside. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And I'm Tom Molesky. We're here to give you the inner workings of Japan with an outsider's perspective with zero insight. Zero insight indeed. <laughs> Absolutely none. None. Why would you want insight? There's too much insight these days. Much Everyone's too much. like, I got the inside scoop. Yeah. Hey guys, listen to me. I got the scoop on the Masons. The Masons, my God. <laughs> my God. We're, we're going deep. We're put going your, deep with zero insight. Put your tinfoil hat on. So I got this, uh, I got a bit of a cough going on, so okay. I have to go with my lower register. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's for the ladies. For the ladies. All right. Hey, we're, uh, mm. we're the Japan What Podcast, and we're bringing you zero insight. Zero, completely none. Zero, zero percent. Why? Zero why? point zero. Let's do it again. Why would you need insight? <laughs> All right. So, lifestyle. We like to begin talking about lifestyle. All right. And I got a new diet. So I was gaining a lot of weight because oh. I have an office job. Yeah. And, uh, you know, past 35, your metabolism changes and all of that. It's winter. You eat more naturally just to keep warmer, more insulation. And I've heard a lot about like the banana diet where you just have a banana in the morning or like I'm a fruititarian and all this. And I thought, screw these people. They're not fun. So I came up with the whiskey diet. The whiskey diet. Yes. That sounds intriguing. Please. Um, well, instead of having beer after work, you okay. just drink whiskey or better yet, mm-hmm. limit beer from your life all together yeah. and replace it with whiskey. Whiskey so, and soda. You don't mix Coke. You don't mix any oh, of this okay. sugary stuff. You mix it with soda water, the tantansui. All right. And so is yes. the idea you drink so much that you black out and you actually miss a meal? That could be a part of it. <laughs> that would be an additional, uh, yes, that would be the uh, the whiskey diet plus. You heard it here first. Yes. And uh, also eliminating rice from lunch or bento oh, okay. or thinking, stuff like that. All right. I just go with like a, a lot of meat. So it's like meat and whiskey diet. Wow. And you do that. And I feel like I've lost like five kilograms in the past 10, uh, maybe three or four months. Is the idea that it's uh, whiskey instead of beer? Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. And meat instead of rice. Well, yeah, actually I've heard, I mean, the meat eater's diet. I've heard a lot about that. And, um, that we I'm Jordan Peterson. <laughs> I only eat meat. Yeah. You heard it too there. Okay. <laughs> you got to clean your room. <laughs> I like Jordan a lot, but yeah. <laughs> Me too. I got addicted to speed pills because I did too many speaking gigs. <laughs> Poor guy. <laughs> that guy just makes enemies like, I don't know, like you and I like teach students, you know, it's like yeah. every, everywhere he goes, every, everyone, every, now it's like a race. Every time he puts a new opinion out for someone to just contradict it, you know, I do feel for that guy. Yeah. He's all right. Yeah. He's agreed. Good so there we go. Whiskey diet. I've lost five kilograms in a couple of months, feeling great. And okay. uh, because I'm not mixing beer and, and rice with a whole bunch of other things, yeah. I actually feel a lot better. Actually, the, the beer and the, and the mm. rice was slowing me down mentally. You know what, With um, as far as drinking beer, that tends to be the thing that affects me the most the next day. Yeah. Uh, so um, rice, I'm still okay with, but I certainly see your point of, of switching up and at least being a little more lucid when you wake up in the morning. 
Mm. How's your energy level? Good. It's okay. plus five. Plus five. At least. That's a lot. Yeah, that's good. That's well, you good heard it here first, the Japan What uh, New Diet. Uh, it's hitting the it's hitting the Tokyo everywhere. Um, the whiskey diet. Try it out for yourself. See yeah. how it goes. It's fun. You end up enjoying your evenings a lot more instead of worrying about the amount of rice in your diet. I feel like at the end of this, I should be side effects include hangovers. Day. That's right. <laughs> yes. yes. Not recommended by professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you are, uh, have anything to do with machinery, yeah. don't do this diet. <laughs> but if you're a humanities expert, full steam ahead. <laughs> All right. How about you, man? Um, I was, uh, just a couple things. Um, I was, uh, what have I been watching recently? Um, a lot. I always watch like things like uh, I, actually Henry Rollins. I uh, on I, whenever something online is with Henry Rollins, I tend to watch it just because I love listening to him talk. Yeah, he's good. He's a really interesting guy. He's kind of this grouchy sage, which I I, I respect on both sides. And he's um, like Tim Ferriss meets Jocko Willink. Oh yeah, I was just listening to Jocko Willink. Actually, yeah, he's an interesting guy as well. Yeah. Um, but I like. I mean, when he was in his forties, I read or so, his book. Oh, I haven't it's read good. it yet. Yeah. Oh, we'll lend it to you. Oh, please. Yeah, I've uh, I've just heard a couple of his uh, speaking engagements on YouTube, and he's he's always got a fascinating perspective. Um, and uh, outside of that, yeah, I always uh, listen to that. Trying to promote as much as I can, really. Um, I'm hoping this podcast picks up. I've been telling my friends about it. Yeah. How about? I mean, we got good feedback. Yeah. We're up pretty high in the popularity rankings for the first few episodes. Oh, nice. Um, sp- oh, wait, we got a. Okay, sorry about that. Oh, it's and, okay. And um, I uh, to, right on the RSS feed on the website only, not yeah. including Apple feeds. We're at probably we're over three hundred. Oh, really? Subscribers now. Fantastic. So that's pretty good for just three episodes. Yeah, kind like of. That. Yeah, where we kind of just throw an agenda together and. Yeah, uh, kind of find a random different place. I did have a difficult time finding this place. Uh, again, I've, I've, yeah. I've failed the intelligence test, I guess, the yeah, mouse in the maze. <laughs> that's right. We're in a very odd location. We're in the 10th tenth floor of a random apartment building uh, in uh, the distant Ginza area. Yeah. I, I will say, though, the place is very cozy, and it's... Uh, it it works well uh, for podcasting a little bit better than when we were you know on stage when people were translating behind us for the last episode. That's right, the drum yeah. kit and everything, the yeah. crowds. I don't need it. Yeah. I'm not doing this for live crowds. Yeah. I, the reason I like I'm preferring podcasting to doing gigs anyways right. is that this goes out. It can listen to it any time, yeah. and I don't have to be around a whole bunch of people at night. You know, right. so that last one with like the, the just the crowds and the translation and everything. Yeah, we like to, too much. The people at Japan what prefer to let their wisdom sink in and permeate throughout the masses. Yes, that's the whole point of the Japan What podcast. Permeation. <laughs> Permeation. Well, speaking of promotion, I think we've got to get Mike Rogers on the line here. And Mike Rogers is uh, was a DJ at Inner FM. What, the Fun Fridays? Yeah, what, that was one of them. And one there of was them. A, a w, I think it's called WTF, but he has been... Uh, over 23 years yeah. or something like that. Uh, you, he's just launched his own internet thing as well. He's always been very helpful to, uh, uh, been very open to playing, airing uh, music from a lot of independent bands. He's always been an advocate for that music. Yeah. Well, we're going to get a, try to get him on the line here. And um, hello. Oh, hold on a second. I think, um, boom. We're having technical problems. Hey, are you there, bud? Yeah, I am. Oh, where's the Can, speaker? There we go. How about now? 
I'm fine. Oh, we're good. Okay, here we are. We got you on the line. We we were just setting up our um our call in system, and we're not really used to it. So we're all good. How's it going, Mike? Fine. How are you? Yeah, good. I'm on here with the on the line with uh, Tom Molesky as well. Hi, Mike. Tom Molesky. I know the name. Yeah. I know the name. <laughs> I'm, I swear, I've been cleared of those charges. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, basically, we, uh, the last time we spoke, it, it's usually about Molise, actually. Do you remember? That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's been a while, though. It, it's nice to hear you again. Yeah, nice to hear you. Nice to hear you. Molise just went to the United States. Are they still there or what? Oh, I'm sorry. They're, uh, they just came back, but they got their visa renewed, and they're going back to Buffalo in January. Um, they're hoping to maybe uh, increase their their tour regions. They're they're hoping to go down south this uh, this year, um, but uh, they've been kind of broadening from Buffalo. It, then it went out to uh, what was it Ohio and like Cincinnati, then into Boston, then into Connecticut, and little by little they're hitting bigger cities: Chicago, Philadelphia, um, and uh, yeah, they've doing quite well actually. Wow. Yeah. Good. So wait a minute. So Tom, you're you're uh, managing them now, or what? Uh, I I don't know what I am to Malise, frankly. <laughs> I feel like I'm a kind of a freelance um, publicity consultant more than anything. But they do ask me a lot for help in uh, trying to spread the word. And frankly, that's a good segue into what we were talking about um, and what we'd like to talk more with you about online promotion. Say is right. I've known Malise for a long time, right. actually. Yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. I've known some of their management before. Yeah, yeah, right. And the reason why mm-hmm. um, they don't get so much airplay on my show, right? Yeah. And I like them is because their management was so screwed up. <laughs> a screwed up manager? What? What is this? Well, you know, sometimes they happen. Yeah. I had a. They had a manager guy who was taking care of their publishing. Ah, uh, yeah. I guess I shouldn't say too much, but... Um, right, right, yeah. No, tell all. Tell <laughs> all. So they, they came on my radio show. They came on my radio show. They were really great. And I said to the guy, hey, you really should invite, um, you know, when these guys play somewhere, invite me and George. George George is a very famous yeah. radio DJ in the right, country. Right. And so um, I said, you should invite us and whatever. So anyway, yeah. probably 10 days later, I'm walking through Shubia mm-hmm. and I have to go to the bathroom. And you, as you guys probably know, in Shubia, there's not a lot of bathrooms. I make my own. <laughs> you know, well, <laughs> please don't piss in the doorway. <laughs> no, I don't do that. I don't do that. We're not savages. So I, I think to myself, oh, wait, I know, I know the guy who runs... Uh, Oh, Nest, I think it is. Or oh, yeah, yeah, remember. sure. So I get in the elevator, yeah. and I'm right at the elevator, and here's a poster for Molise. And uh, I, I uh-huh. said to my friend, hey, they just were on my show the other day. <laughs> What's the date of the... Hey, wait a minute, this show's date, this is today. Ah, uh, wow. Right now, yeah. they're on. Wow, really? This is yeah, inter- so then I, I, go up, I go up to the floor, and there he is, yeah. and I, I, I'm like, what is wrong with you? You're supposed to be taking care of this band. This band, they, they make their songs. They're, they're babies. Mm. You're supposed to be taking care of them. We told you to invite us to the wow. show. And 
I, I just stumbled upon this show by accident. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, really. Why aren't you jumping on this opportunity? And uh, yeah. he had nothing to say. Yeah. Uh, Do you I, think he's just masquerading as a manager to feel cool about himself? Um, <laughs> yeah, well, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. Uh, there's a lot of managers like that in Japan, it seems to me. Yeah, yeah. Like they just want to go to free shows and, and call that manager. Yeah. Oh, um, wow. Don't you think so? You'll meet people who claim to be managers or promoters and they don't speak a word of Japanese. Right, yeah. Well, I think with management, as far as management goes, when you're getting into the um, the realm, the field of management of very independent bands, um, uh, it's not you're going to be your main source of income, so it can't be your also your main source of attention. I feel like that has something to do with it. It has to become kind of a side project. So it's hard to always follow up. And I'm not like giving this guy a pass or anything like that. But I do know from my side of it, like I have my main work to take care of. And it's always it's always floating somewhere between hobby and 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 uh, like a part-time job. And uh, yeah, please. Yeah. This guy owned their publishing. Right, yeah. No, I, I, I'm saying in ge- more in general, not necessarily in his case, yeah, um, okay. just from my perspective. Um, and uh, you have to be an excellent communicator for this kind of thing, where it's always like follow-up, follow-up, follow-up. Um, I, I feel like a lot of people drop the ball on that. On the other hand, though, I also want to say that musicians especially if it's not like a financial contracted agreement, don't always want to listen to what the manager says. And I think that can be frustrating too. And it's like, well, I can't always be working on your side if you're not going to always listen to what I tell you. Yeah. I feel like there's a little bit of that conflict as well. Yeah. So, you know, you've become the band manager for a reason. Right. That means they have to, to listen to what you want to say. Yeah. And if they don't, then it's up to you to say, okay, we'll see you later. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess um, a lot of people also, they come into this position because there's no one else. It's not like they have the credentials. Again, I'm not, I'm speaking more on my my no. side of this and not in the person you, you were talking to. You have the credentials. You have the credentials. <laughs> Thank you. No, you do. I appreciate that. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah. I don't have my own show like yours, but I mean, I'll, I'll take that compliment. <laughs> now, how many countries is your show playing in? Just to get back to your, uh, to like online oh, promotion. Right yes. Now, it's playing in 15 countries now. Oh, fantastic. I've got, wow. uh, I've got three mm-hmm. uh, lined up, but you know, everybody in the West is on vacation now. Right, yeah. And I'm on 28 radio stations now. That's fantastic. Wow. That's interesting. So the, are you, is these are radio internet stations or are they um, uh, land-based? Some are radio internet stations, some are FM stations, some are FM stations and internet radio stations. Yeah. That's a- how, did so, you, how did you go about um, discovering these stations and getting your product expanding into uh, other countries? Well... Um, so I, I got to back up. So I, I worked at a big uh, FM station in Tokyo. Right. And yeah. I'd been there for 23 years. In fact, I was even their general manager. The only time in history that station was ever in the black and number one in ratings. Oh, fantastic. So you so, could say your your relationship with them was a bit tumultuous? 
we're, we're tired of this money. We're, the, 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 very tumultuous. Yeah, so, yeah. Anyway, so I had a Sunday morning show, Sunday morning at five o'clock, and uh, the general manager at that station changes every year. Ah, uh, yeah. So, so I had a five o'clock in the morning show, and I said I don't want the five o'clock in the morning show, and she. The former general manager told me, no, 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 no. You're one of the few people who know how to run a studio and run everything. So we want you to come in at five o'clock in the morning on Sundays and turn on the studio and everything. Wow. Okay. So now you're like an engineer. Yeah. So I said, okay, I'll I'll do that. And um, I I said, there's no sponsors at five o'clock in the morning, you know. And she Uh, said, no, we know that. There's no sponsors on any station. And there aren't. There aren't any. There's no FM station in Japan that has a sponsor on five o'clock in the yeah, morning yeah. on Sundays. So they told me on May 16th that my show would end on May 28th. Mm-hmm. I was a oh, little wow. angry. Yeah, really? I was, bit, well, I was a little bit angry, but I, I, kinda, I didn't say anything because the, the new management, they're in desperate straits. I understand. They're, they're losing like $300,000 a month. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, the new management doesn't know what they're doing. And I, I keep offering my help to the new managers, general managers and stuff, but they never accept it. I don't know why. Well, it's called show business, not show friends. <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah. Um, also, my show ended, and then I went to meet the uh, president of History Channel, oh, wow. TV. Yeah. He's a friend of mine, and I went to meet the president of Twitter, Japan, and mm-hmm. they both told me the same thing. Mike, concentrate on digital radio, internet radio, because that's the future. And I had always thought, what? Internet radio sucks. <laughs> and, and But they told me that, and I, that really impressed me, so I thought, okay. And then I, I got into it, and I got it on the station. Yeah called KOR Radio and it's a, a UK station and first they offered me the job and I said no and they said no, 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 no. We'll, we'll broadcast you on the internet at exactly the same time that you used to be broadcast on in, I see. in, in Japan right, right, yes so I, I said oh wait that's, that's an interesting idea so I said okay and then they did that and then I hit number one on Twitter that week Fantastic. really? Yeah, I was, I was amazed. That's <laughs> not, yeah. Like some little tiny UK radio station. I don't know how many listeners they have. They, they claim they claim like there's like 800 or 1,000 listeners to my show. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so from that, then I started talking to some other DJs I know who do internet radio. And it, it dawned on me that um, the, the smart thing to do would be to get on as many countries as possible. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, now as, as far as even uh, um, the music that you promote, I mean, now you're taking Japanese bands and you're giving them global exposure. That's right. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, so a guy, one of the DJs told me, um, mm-hmm. no, 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 that's no good. If you're on a UK station and then a German station, then you're competing with stations and I thought no 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 that's not right because no. the German station will have German language speaking listeners right yeah the UK station will have English speaking listeners 
So if I'm on both stations, they won't be competing with each other. No, absolutely not. So yeah. why are these people so anti-market? Like these these open markets, but they just say no. What's with all these no people? That's what I don't get. Uh, I, I think, you know, Matt, I think um, people just don't, there, there's no textbook for what you are doing right now and for what I do. There's no textbook. There's no book that says, oh, you should do this, you should do that. So we are writing, we are, you know, we are pioneers. And I, and I say that in a very positive and, and uh, a complimentary way. Thank we you. are pioneers. Yeah, man. Business. And in five years, ten years, I probably won't be here. <laughs> I'll probably be dead. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> We'll find a way to keep you around. You know what? Have you tried the whiskey diet? (laughs) (laughs) So, Mike, I actually have a question about this open format and these open markets. You're saying that you're uh, broadcasting to um, different countries now on the Internet. Now, the Internet is known for being totally open, and radio is known for having format because of um, timelines and things like that. Are you keeping your show to a strict format still, or are you going as long as you want? Or what's, how have you approached changing show format from, uh, from previously you know, terrestrial radio to now Internet-based radio? Uh, internet radio seems... And I'm not sure, and I'll I'll talk about that in a second, but internet radio seems to have basically the same format as radio is. So my my show, the Mike Rogers show, is two hours long. The European Top 20 countdown is an hour and a half. And then I do a show at a Kyushu radio station that's an hour, exactly, well, 58 minutes and I don't remember, 48 seconds or something like that. I see. So you st- oh, keeping so, it structured makes it more maybe professional as well. Yeah, and um, on that note, uh, let me tell you about a lot of the internet radio stations are run by people who uh, it's their hobby. Mm, yeah, you know, and you ask them like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you, are you going to sell your station or whatever?" They're like, "No, I just want to do this because this is my hobby." And I have a regular job and I want to do this. Other people, they're totally into making money and they want to sell their stations. And it seems to me that the people who want to sell their stations and uh, their broadcast uh, signal is much cleaner. There's no mistakes, no glitches, no none of that. And they are the people you got to look for to try to work with. I see, yeah. Can't go with the hobbyists in that case. Interesting. Um, yeah. Some of, some of the hobbyists are really hardcore, though. They're, yeah. Like, especially like the guy who, there's a guy in Germany that yeah. I'm on the station. There's two guys. One's called Flatlines Radio, and the other, I can't remember what the other name is. And um, when I upload my show to their station, I don't upload it like as Mike Rogers' show, December. I, I write in. 2019-12-10, that's December 10th, dash 00 So it comes on at exactly 12 midnight at on the 10th. So this guy's on point. He, he, this guy's yeah. got his shit. Is that okay to say that? Yes, yeah. free speech. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this guy. 
guy, there's a lot of people who really have their shit together. Mm, yeah, that's um how about then just on the um as far as on the musician side of it, if you were a band that was looking to get your music on the show, um, basically, uh, what is what is absolutely necessary? What are the bare essentials uh, if they wanted to have it on the Mike Rogers show? Well, first off, every musician needs to go to the web page mm-hmm. and check the playlist. Mm-hmm. Good. And, and because you would be surprised how much heavy metal, death metal, I get or country music or and, and there's nothing wrong with death metal. There's nothing wrong with country music, but it's not what I play. Right. Yeah. And they send they send that to me, and they don't do the proper research. So there are sites on Facebook. One is called Radio Indies Alliance, and it's an alliance of probably 100 radio stations or maybe more. I don't know, and. Each station puts up their top 10 every week. So you can go to that list and look at the the playlist that they have and think, oh, yeah, this fits my band. Click click their station and write them an email. This is the cheapest way to promote your band, I think. So this is kind of like the the Indies radio station version of like a Spinatron or something? Yeah. Oh, nice. Exactly. I'll, I'll definitely check that one out. Now, okay, if they are a matching format, mm-hmm. it, um, do you need, is it like, uh, sorry, uh, all these things are going through my head. Now, is it like you want an electronic press kit? Do you want just a link? If you want a link, is it a SoundCloud link? Do you want a download? Um, oh, no. Yeah. Artists, artists should never send DJs SoundCloud Spotify or iTunes. I mean, it's okay to send those. Wait, it's okay to send those, but always include at least one MP3 okay. or one WAV file. And I, I say one because, yeah, I think one is the best because I'm going to click that, listen to it, and then think, like, oh, this band is cool, and then put it into the playlist on my iTunes. And But if you don't send me that that means I have to write back to you. Ah, uh, right. Okay. I have to go to Spotify and mm-hmm. listen, which I don't have a Spotify. I don't have an iTunes, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll have to listen to it and then write back to you saying send me the thing. So it's just an extra step. And right. trust me, radio DJs are lazy fucking people. <laughs> they will not do it. Most radio DJs will not do it. So don't forget yeah. that when you send the MP3, have it correctly tagged. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It should. It shouldn't be like track four final, right? It should. Yeah. It should be titled appropriately, band name, song title, shit like that, right? Well, you know, Matt. Matt, I'm a really nice guy. So if somebody sends me track four, I, I will put that information. Take the take the time to put. But I know most DJs will not do it. All right. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Yeah. I have a question about um, if bands are sending you a song and the link is there. Do you care about the tone in the email? If they're yeah. like a, a formal tone or an informal tone, or if they're like "fuck yeah, boosh yeah, song right here, man, play it, it rules." You know, are you looking for like a a certain tone in the way that they communicate to you, or do you just not care and only care about the music itself? Well, I think being polite is not. You know, mm-hmm. so even if you're hardcore, you should hardcore. still be be a polite hardcore. Yeah, you can be a polite hardcore, right? I think absolutely. <laughs> 
Is there listen to our record or you might burn it hell? <laughs> Actually, that might work for me. Yeah. yeah, that would come to think of it, I might click that. <laughs> so that's hardcore politeness. Yeah, hardcore politeness. And and some humor. Just finish but, finish every sentence with or you might burn in hell. Yeah. So I don't I don't I get music from uh, promoters and artists all the time and they they'll write paragraphs of sentences about you know this person started off with this and this and then played with you know Nina Sharp and, and I'm like who's Nina Sharp I don't know <laughs> yeah, and it's just boring yeah some sort so, of bio it's like influenced at a young age from the likes of the drummer off of the blah 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 yeah we don't need that information no we don't need it it's like has always loved music and started music when they were it's like that if I want that information I'll ask you Mike, I want to. Yeah, sorry. Um, I imagine you're going through hundreds of emails a day. Is it good to just put that basic information right in the header of who you are and what what type of music you are, and that maybe would get you to pay attention to it, or it would stand out more? No, that's true. Would it be like just? If it said, yeah, like. on the title, the subject, hardcore punk band from Liverpool. Right. Blah, blah. I would see hardcore and think like, mm, maybe I won't. But if it says like, pop punk band from Liverpool, I, I might, I might like that. And then that's only because that's that's the kind of music I play. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, that kind of header sometimes would be more eye catching than that. Might just get you ahead of a you know ten twenty other bands as long is having yeah, your information. Uh, right now, I get about 100 to 200 songs a week. Yeah, I had a feeling. It was, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot to go through. <laughs> I don't... So I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't even mostly, don't even listen to them because I'll read, you know, this is a country band. That, that's it. Finished. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. So um, I think a lot of people probably copy and paste their, um, their press kit information into it is that so you're saying that most of that is not really necessary not necessary okay is um in the actual um body of the email what is necessary you know there's a lady uh-huh. yeah canada mm-hmm. a lady <laughs> a lady yeah i'm an old guy her name is shauna mclaren okay and uh she sends out emails that are very simple to read and here is the the file you just click it you don't even have to read the, the blurb. You just click it, and you, you get the file. And I get the photo of the, the, the jacket, which I never look at, and then okay. the song. <laughs> and I have everything I need. Whereas there's other people who, who will write, and I mean three or four paragraphs about the artist and how they had their big break at whatever festival, whatever, I don't even know the festival. Right. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just a waste. And then they'll they'll put they'll attach maybe six or seven songs. That's just way too many. Yeah. Okay. Um, is a Dropbox box link useful at all, or it's is it just? Very, uh, mm-hmm, sorry. Dropbox is very useful. Okay. Firestorage.com is useful. Okay. Uh, WeTransfer is great. That's fine. So the be- but the best thing was also to include one MP3. Just exactly, okay. exactly. Got because it. Because I can listen to it, 
in a second and think, okay, this band is good. Maybe I'll check out these other songs. Or, oh, no, this is no good. This is no good for me. And then just delete the mail. But but I always, you guys, you yeah. two guys, look yes. up, like I said, I'm a nice guy. I always write thank you to the people who send me. Really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, you've always, yeah, you've always been extremely responsive on social media when I contacted you, so, and I've always appreciated that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> really? <laughs> so, Mike, we're going to uh, wrap up pretty soon here. Um, go, like, where can people find your show? How do they get in contact with you, and how are you moving forward with your new awesome radio project? Okay, well, my email is Mike in Tokyo. My, that's one word, Mike in Tokyo, two thousand and four, at gmail dot com. And um, my radio show, I I can't read this, but it's on in London, Canada, Hong Kong, Los Angeles, uh, America, Colombia, Germany, France, Russia. Uh, Mexico, Australia, Spain, Italy, Japan, and Belgium. So you can you can see that list though if you go to Facebook and and just search Mike Rogers Show. Got it. Yeah, you can see the list and and then go and try to figure out when it's on here. But I, I try to promote a lot, and so you know, usually an hour before my show starts, I tell people my show's starting in an hour. Um, so please check it out. But on Sundays, Japan Sundays, my show is on six or seven times on Sundays. Six, okay. Why so and, many times? Well, because one show one show comes from London, and that's on at one o'clock in the morning. Then there's a show at three o'clock in the morning that starts in uh, Paris, and then there's a show at. Six o'clock in the morning comes from London. Are these different shows or the same show? Uh, some of them are different shows. Wow. Incredible. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of content. Holy crap. Yeah, well, no, the, the, when they're different shows, they're older shows. I have 30 shows in my <laughs> catalog. So a lot of stations want to play older shows because they know there's, a, there's other stations playing the newer show. Ah, so, okay. Yeah. I don't care what they do. Right, as long as it's you, right? <laughs> yeah. Mike, can I ask one thing? Um, I remember what was it? A year ago, you were um going. Uh, you had a movie in the festival circuit. Uh, yes. I wanted to know: is are there any projects coming up with that? Ghost Roads. Yeah, Ghost Roads, Japanese rock and roll ghost story world premiered at Rain Dance. Right. Yeah. It's now available on um, what's it called Amazon. Amazon Prime in the States and in Japan it's on DVD and um, what, what's it called Blu-ray I, I do have another project going on excellent do, do you guys know a Momoi Kauri I don't actually I've know I've heard of it yeah, heard yeah she's a very, very 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 famous actress been a famous actress for like 40 years and uh, she would be I guess the main part in the movie and now we're we're working on finance and the reason why i want to do that a lot of people ask me like so when are you going to make a ghost roads 2 or ghost roads 3 and i don't want to do that it has because a 4.8 uh, out of 5 uh, star review on amazon by the way ghost roads oh really yeah wow that's good 
Definitely I worth checking out. So you don't want to do another one. So what are you doing instead? Well, after doing this, I figured out what's going on in the movie industry. So it doesn't matter how good your movie is. If you don't have a famous actor or actress, then all of these people, nobody wants your movie. Yeah, so that's right. there's no famous people in Ghost Rose. I mean, famous rock musicians in Japan, yes. And the girl, the sexy girl in Ghost Rose, is now the Japanese uh, uh, pro wrestling champion. Oh, <laughs> she's got bazoombas. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm really happy about that, actually. Bazoombas and a 4.8 on Amazon. What more could you want, really? <laughs> so so um, the next movie, I thought, you know, I don't want to make another movie because if I make another movie and then it doesn't, like, for example, premiere at Raindance, it, it's a failure, right? So yeah. got to try to always, everything we do in life, guys, we got to always try to step up. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, does that get intimidating, though, every time trying to exceed, you know, any past accomplishment? Well, you know, Tom, you got to be able to bullshit with the best of them, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> I found my problem. <laughs> but, um, so we, we made a movie. It's about a robot. All right. And... Um, Right now in Los Angeles, there's two companies vying to finance it. And I got a famous director to run it. I, I co-wrote the script and going to be a producer. But Oh, fantastic. We'll see. It's called Rosie. 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 Yeah. Look for it in theaters now. <laughs> or coming yeah, up, excuse me. the name of the robot. Oh, all right. I figured as much. <laughs> hey, Mike, when that, when that movie comes out, we got to get you back on the podcast and we can talk about it a bit more. For sure, Thanks, yeah. Man. Yeah, this is awesome, and uh, thank you so much for uh, all of this um, kick-ass advice that you're giving us. Yeah, it's, really, it's it's really helpful. Um, can I send you Melissa's latest hit single? Is that a? <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, awesome. Thanks. And uh, make sure it's uh, hardcore polite. Yeah, right. Hardcore well, no, polite. You have to be polite to me, down. But but I will say, all after all of these years, thirty some years playing Japanese indie bands. And even when I tell them to their face, send me your music, they don't do it. Yeah, I, I, I feel people are intimidated. Oh, sorry about that, Mike. Go ahead. I, I spoke over you. No, no. I, I can't figure out why. Why don't I tell them four or five times and they still won't send me their, their songs. Yeah, stop being a bunch of pussies musicians and get your shit out there. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I... <laughs> I could walk up this house right now and die, and the whole thing's going to be over. So we got to cash in while we can. That's right. Time is limited. Time is limited. So, okay, well, thanks for calling me, guys. Yeah, Thank cheers, you. bud. Thanks, Mike. The indie scene right, knows you a debt of gratitude. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. And there we go. 
I got a lot of good information from that. I that's don't know a, about that's you. That's a treasure trove of that information. That was amazing, yes. Yeah, so that's, uh, that's why people should listen to the Japan What podcast, because we're here for the community. We're not yeah. here to... We're not this uh, podcast going, we're here to unveil the dark side of Japan. They signed the UN treaty. But blah, 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 blah. It's kind of cool living here. So this is uh, by you know promoting it and creating upward mobility, we can uh, help people out, right? Yeah. And I mean, just those little tips, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I feel like just it's little steps, you know what I mean? Um, people all the time are like, how can I just get one place to, you know, one station to play my music? Well, you have the whole, we've just given you the whole routine, the whole procedure. And, um, you know, Mike is the kind of guy who is always, um, I, I've been working with the band The Melise for 10 years, and he has always given advice. He has always um, given airplay to bands that he likes in the indie music scene, whether they were like, they were going to make the billboard charts. It's just whether he liked them or not. Have you heard the Mike Rogers band when he was in a punk rock band called no. The Rotters? No. It's a, a, a punk rock band um, called The Rotters. I'll just play one of their things on the on the YouTubes here and right into my mic. It'll be fine for just a second or two. Okay. Let's hear it. Sitting, sit on my face. <laughs> sit on my face, Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Stevie Nicks. So okay, that's where that's where Mike came from. Yeah, and uh, now he's uh, working with uh, famous directors. So you know when he talks about baby steps, we talk yeah. about baby steps. It's what it is. Yeah, it takes baby steps to climb a mountain, my friend. Yes. So yep, sitting on his face to major movie release. I mean. Have you seen the movie Ghost Roads? I have not. I want to see it. I've only seen uh, clips, and I've seen the preview a bunch of times, and I had the soundtrack as well. Because I interviewed oh, okay. Mike Rogers for the podcast that I did previously, the Maddie ah, okay. Files. You right. can find it there. I think it's like number 25 or something like that. Okay. But, um, yeah, interesting guy. Long career. All right. Well, fucking A, man. That guy knows how to talk. Yeah. Wasn't uh, that fun? It, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I. I Hope we can we have a chance to talk to him again. Frankly, yeah, we're gonna grow this podcast community. Yeah. <laughs> we got to get the podcast into more of the international Facebook uh, groups and things like that. And uh, we're not like a promoting. We're trying to trying to develop a listenership where people can contribute themselves in the future, and then they get something back by listening to the podcast. Yeah, I mean, and you know, when you need to grow something, you have to provide a lot of fertilizer. So that's what I figure we do. Fertilize us, please. We need it. <laughs> At the Japan What Podcast, we need your fertilization. <laughs> Zesty We have a new tagline. <laughs> that's, that'll be, you know how people, like, listenerships get a name? Yeah. Although Japan, what, I was going to say the Whatsters. The Whatsters. No, they're the fertilizers. <laughs> the po- <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Man, So heavy with innuendo, I can barely pick it up. All right. Well, it's Christmas time, and that means we got to talk about Christmas. 
Um, and so we got some ideas about Christmas. Christmas in Japan is very beautiful. And in a way, it's super consumeristic. And the, well, the family aspect of it is not celebrated at all. But people still enjoy saying Merry Christmas. We haven't been tainted by the whole we hate Christmas culture kind of going on in North America sometimes. You know, you can't say Merry Christmas. It has to be Happy Holidays. Yeah, you know, it's not politicized. Kind of, yeah. yeah, it's not politicized. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so we got some kind of interesting news about Christmas in Japan. Uh, Tom, what do you think? Well, we have an article here. It says Christmas in Japan is a time for love, preferably romantic. And uh, let's... So uh, looking at this article, it says, uh, Tis the season to be jolly. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not so much if you're single during Christmas in Japan. Being a country with a tiny Christian population, Japan has not traditionally associated the festive season with family and goodwill as in the West, but rather with pretty lights, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and a romantic night out with someone special. An online survey by uh, Isekia Labo in mid-November found that 23.3% of unmarried men and women aged 20 to 39 are expecting a new encounter in the lead-up to Christmas. But some are being more naughty than nice, as it seems. Even those who already have a significant other see Christmas as a time for novel experiences, with 25% of partnered men in their 30s included in the breakdown of that figure. About 8% of partnered women in their 30s, on the other hand, were looking for a new beau, compared with three times as many men seeking a sweetheart in the same age category the survey found. What do you think of that? Yeah, I like the... Uh for singles, it's really fun. Number one, get this reindeer out of here. <laughs> <laughs> and your stupid red nose, you'll never amount to anything. Um, some little jingles in the background. No, that's cool. Um, um, so, uh, if you're if you're single and you got a date, uh, Christmas is awesome. Um, mm-hmm. Way back in the day, before I was married or even dating my uh, my wife, yeah, um, I did get to go to. Um, get a bunch of fried chicken and go to a love hotel on the on Christmas day <laughs> and just, you know, bang the day away. Well, I always saw it more as, um, it's kind of crazy. Well, cr- um, cause it's just the Japan, antithesis of, yeah. of the celebration of the West where you get well, together and you open up the presents. We always saw it as kind of a reverse with the, um, <coughs> the cel- way of celebrating Christmas and new years was reversed in uh, Japan as it was in America. Um, now they're kind of saying it, it's more like a Valentine's Day part two, but, um, it used to always be like, you know, the way New Year's, uh, is celebrated as a family <coughs> holiday. Are you okay? <coughs> yes. I'm sorry. Right? Yeah. Um, that, um, Christmas is just more of a party, uh, holiday. It's not really, um, anything. It's kind of more like a Halloween and there's no religious connection. So it's, uh, and it's not connected to Christianity. Um, to be fair, I think it's pretty much uh, a very materialistic holiday, no matter where you go now. It's always looking, it's more like shops look to take advantage of sales. Sorry. It's okay. Uh, listeners, uh, Matt has stepped away from the mic because uh, he's got a coughing fit. That's why I'm a little bit concerned. <laughs> but um, yeah, Japan is kind of just, since... It, of course, they said uh, it's not a Christian uh, nation. They've kind of just taken their own version of it and promoted it their own way. And I mean, Japan, where where there's such a, also a low birth rate. So anyway, though, I was uh, just saying that um, basically that uh, Christmas 
there's not a lot of Christians in Japan, so they're kind of taking it in a new direction, and it's it's kind of a lighter holiday. And when you have a country like Japan with a very low birth rate, why not have it more of a romantic themed?、Uh, so get people together, get people you know falling in love, try and encourage that as much as possible. It just seems to make sense to me. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's a good idea. Get some more babies. I, yeah. It, when I came here in two thousand six, you didn't、yeah. really see the aging population so much, but no. now, yeah, whoa, yeah, actually,、um, and I even noticed that、yeah. younger younger people look older. Because there's so much older people that like they're not dressing as tantalizingly as they used to. Like a lot of so you're younger, saying everybody's becoming more conservative, basically. A little bit, yeah.、Well, that's interesting. Kind of mirror what they're、uh, what they're seeing in in reality, right? Yeah,、um, I I've actually noticed what you were saying. Like just walking in the train station at like peak hours, you're like, wow, it's like every other person is over like you know over sixty. Yeah, it's quite a few. And、uh, yeah, I was wondering if it was just me, but.、Uh, Clearly not. But anyways, Christmas in Japan, and and what was the some some of those numbers in the polls there?、Uh, again, they were saying that twenty three point three percent of unmarried men and women aged twenty to thirty nine are expecting a new encounter in the lead up to Christmas. I would love to see them survey people for this. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's nice that they're being open about it. Yeah,、mm. and then they were saying twenty-five、um, percent of partnered men. I don't know if that means married or just have a girlfriend are、um, looking for a new encounter on Christmas. Okay, my、wow. mother would have a fit if she heard that. <laughs> <laughs> Is she a little bit conservative? Well, no, she just. Well, both my parents are pretty strong Catholics, and, bit,、uh, and they would be like, "What? Yeah, <laughs> that's not what this holiday is about." No kidding. It, yeah. It, so on the surface of it, 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 the Christmas imagery is everywhere. You got KFC, Santa, Santa Colonel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Santa Colonel, right? And、uh, but you, you peel back the layer, and the actual cultural appropriacy is、uh, yeah. completely different. It because they have the family thing on on the New Year's. Oh yeah. Japan, so every everybody at Christmas time is just like bright lights, super. Fun, a lot of shopping, illuminations. It's, it's really、yeah. nice, actually. This well, time of year in Tokyo, it, it is romantic, though. The idea, the illumination. You don't want to go walk down、uh, the illumination. You know, the basically the illumination is a kind of a, a bright、uh, walkway lit up with Christmas lights that you can go through. Kind of the same way that you would if you're doing Hanami in the spring, but you don't want to do it alone. So I think it just naturally kind of evolved from that into becoming more of a couple's holiday. I went to the Hanam, not the Hanami, the Illumination, Illumination Ebisu. Yeah. yeah, it was. Everyone's just on their phones now. Oh, really? <laughs> everyone's just doing Instagram, taking pictures. Yeah, I'm not a big. It's kind of weird because that's mainstream now, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. Ten、sure. years ago, tech was kind of nerdy, but now tech is mainstream. Sure, sure. You got like 65 year old. Muslim tourists with selfie sticks taking documentary <laughs> video around, you know, underpasses in, in Tokyo and things like that. I saw、yeah. that coming over to the studio today. I'm wondering, like, what is the actual repeat viewing of people that take that footage? Very little. Isn't yeah, yeah? That's what I'd imagine. It's kind of weird how everyone they see something in- interesting and they want to experience it through their phone automatically. Like, right. Yeah. You can see people just reaching for their pockets and activating their smartphone to experience something. Right.、Uh, but once you have it all recorded, I don't. I, It doesn't seem like people actually go back to look at it.、Again. I think people just、uh, these days upload it as quickly、yeah. as possible upload, to Instagram、right. and get some likes, and then you know,、yeah. in exchange for real life experience, you get likes from people you don't know. Right, right. It, it, 
like uh, I did take one picture mm-hmm. of my wife in front of a Christmas tree, though. But it wasn't it wasn't like. But best. that's just it. You took one. Yeah. That's so. Yeah. That's it's not like an overwhelming. It's not a hundred pictures that you know. Where where should I start? Where should I start looking at it? You know. You you kind of just okay. Approve it, and now that it's approved, I move on to the next one. Yeah, it's an interesting. Interesting world. Yeah, but good luck. To, good luck to all of the uh, the people, young young people who are who are having a new encounter with Kentucky Fried Chicken and a member of well, who, whoever they want to love. I'm wondering what the next uh, whoever they want to love. Yeah, <laughs> what is the next product placement that they're going to include with that? We have KFC. What would you imagine another product that would go with it? Adult diapers. Adult- <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. My goodness. Oh, yeah. wow. What do you get an 80-year-old man for Christmas in Japan? Depends. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid joke. I love that joke, actually. Oh, I was wondering, could we move on to a, just one other topic, back to music? Oh, well, before we go oh, to music, okay. let's, finish, yeah. let's do the other Christmas story. Oh, I, I have the the Christmas clip. Oh, okay. Excuse me. That's Sorry. All right. That's go all right. for so it. So we'll, we'll go back to music after this clip. Mm-hmm. Spending Christmas in a Finnish style sauna is quickly becoming a hot holiday trend in Japan. This amusement park is making the most of it by partnering with the Finnish embassy to build a Christmas market complete with a sauna. People in Japan who pick up on foreign trends value authenticity, and a lot of people here see Finland is the country of Christmas. The company flew in a special sauna tent from the country, along with all the trappings of Finnish spa. No expenses spared with imported Finnish firewood and sauna stones completing the picture. Afterward, customers can relax by the fire and enjoy mulled wine. In the run-up to Christmas, competition in the sauna business is heating up. This spa offers a low-temperature sauna office with video conferencing and a whiteboard. It's a trend that... A, a sauna video conference. Did you, like, the first time I heard that, I was like, what? And I go back and I play it again. Run up to Christmas, competition in the sauna business is heating up. This spa offers a low-temperature sauna office with video conferencing and a whiteboard. Sauna office. With video conferencing and a whiteboard. It's a trend that offers both business opportunities and a chance to remember what the holidays are all about. So that that's a very strange report because yeah. it just goes against everything in that other news report. Right, the yeah. The news report you read yeah. and, the, and the news report I just played, right. different worlds. Yeah. Um, nobody goes, I've never heard of anybody say anything about Finnish spas in, in Tokyo. I think the whole idea of um, valuing authenticity is a, is a very kind of weird way of saying it because I, you can be authentic but you can cherry pick as well you can say this is what i like of this culture it's the real thing but i don't like this that goes along with it so i'll just ignore it and i feel like that tends to happen a lot when something oh, is yeah. authentic here yeah um like but, they did the same thing with blackface in japan <laughs> right where they yeah. had like a minstrel show but yeah, they didn't yeah. understand the actual right. super racist backgrounds they right. were just like Oh, nice song and dance. Let's right. do that without looking into the the horrible aspects. Of right, it. exactly. And how long did that last? Until like two last years year? Ago, yeah, yeah, yeah. Last two, two years. years ago. Right. Um, yeah, it's it's just a very superficial, like kind of. Well, this is enjoyable. We'll just give. It, we'll say it's from this country, and it'll attract more people. 
I do like the idea more and more of we should have a low temperature podcasting studio spa with spa <laughs> with video conferencing and oh whiteboard. God. Hard enough as it is for me. <laughs> <coughs> My goodness. Yeah. I don't know if any, we should be putting you in anything low temperature right now with that cough. No kidding. Yeah. It'll just fester. <laughs> more, more evil things will crawl out of my throat during a Mike Rogers interview. All right. So th- that's that. Anyways, I thought that was just kind of strange how that one thing is like, yeah, we plan to have romantic, da, 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 and the other one's like, no, it's finished spa. Like, which one is it? How do we, how do we input these two things and say that's Christmas in Japan? That's kind of strange. I'm wondering why they pick Finland. And nothing against Finland. Uh, fin- Finland's great. But um, why is Finnish, a Finnish Christmas the authentic Christmas? I don't know. Maybe the reporter just wanted to go to a spa. It's spa, he, you know. He, he totally was like, it's part of a growing thing. It's a cultural thing. Japanese like sento and ofuro. And this is Finnish ofuro. It's very traditional. And the editor was like, okay, sure. It's getting late in the year and I don't care. Yeah, maybe. You know, if they actually came out and said that, I would respect them so much more. Yeah, no kidding. You'd be like, you know, I just wanted to go to a, uh, yeah. a spa. I was like, okay, it's the end all of right. The year. I'm tired. Yeah. This is what's going on. I don't know. What? Yeah. <laughs> go to your sauna. Godspeed. Merry Christmas. You know, <laughs> that's, what, that's, if, that's what you get from the Japan What podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> you can get all this and more at Japan What. Yeah, zero insight. Zero insight. We did say that right at the beginning. Guaranteed. You can't, yeah. You can't complain about that. All right, so you wanted to go back to music. Um, well, I was just I like kind that of lady, by the way. Yeah, no, I think <laughs> she's very approving. Yes. <laughs> well, I had an idea, um, and I'm kind of proposing it on air to see what you and the listeners think of it. Um, first thing I was thinking of is. It's always difficult to book shows um, because we don't know what the expectations are going every going into it every time. So one thing I was thinking of doing is going to people that organize shows because I, I know enough of them. I don't know everyone, but and just saying, okay, what would uh, if a band wanted to play a show? How early in advance should they be contacting you? What do they need to present you? What? Um, what do you want the bands to do once you book them? And what like increases the chances of um, a repeat booking? And um, what do you wish the bands knew you wanted? Things like that. And um, mm. what would get you removed from it so that they would never contact you again? Yeah. So uh, basically, I've just kind Not of come up. Face. Yeah, that <laughs> depends where, I guess. But um, I was Sorry. just thinking of a... <laughs> um, maybe four or five question survey that I would go out and uh, ask organizers and then maybe come back with uh, for each show. Um, so this is so far what I think of your idea. It's very exciting. Yo, okay. <laughs> is that Bruce Lee? No. <laughs> it's, it's a blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. Remind me of the theme of the big boss man. So you just want some more transparency between the layers of um, organizing shows. Yeah. And this could be not only for Japan or whatever, but where if you're a musician or an organizer going to shows in another country or something like that, this could be also applicable to you. Because uh, uh, having more transparency between the layers leads to more efficiency. Absolutely. And... um. Uh, you know, you and I have both worked as organizers and performers. Um, you and I both get both sides of it. 
Um, yeah, yeah. And, and the different mental states as yeah, well. Yeah, absolutely. That's a big one. It really is. Yeah. And um, as a performer, sometimes you don't want to know. You just want to try, and if you don't get it, like, you don't want to know too much because if it's too hard, then it's on you for not doing it. Right. It's easier to say, oh, they just rejected me because they hate my music or something like that. So um, I want to get the other side of it too. So I actually want to, um, after I hit a few organizers, I'm thinking of hitting some friends up and saying, um, well, what do you want from a venue? What do you think a venue should be doing more of? Um, I mean, there's there's very legitimate points. You know, it's like if you expect us to bring in a certain uh, number of people with Norma, then shouldn't you be taking care of the promotion more? And I've heard that on the musician side, and that's legit. Okay, so if we can come to an understanding at the least, even if we don't agree, mm. if both sides understand each other, it might make for much uh, smoother transitions, I guess. People like, walk away with a better feeling. Yeah, hopefully. And maybe we'll just get better shows out of it, too. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like the um, the live houses or the places, they're just, they're kind of there just to open the door and cycle the, the, the talent in and out. Yeah, yeah. It's... Uh, dishwasher of talent well not even necessarily <coughs> talent but just uh customers isn't it like i don't know i know bands that can bring a lot of people in i don't know if they're that talented and speaking as someone uh, as not a that great a singer uh i shouldn't cast stones but you know they well, have enough speaking as an organizer right yeah now, so that's okay okay <laughs> i can always switch off yeah um yeah so yeah, I mean, day in, day out, you're just trying to bring in enough, you know, enough warm bodies to buy drinks and and uh, come see the shows. So after a while, you know, maybe you just start to lose track of what the bands want. If the bands understood you better, maybe it would make for a better show. And, and it, I, I kind of was being glib a little bit earlier, but when I said it's called show business, not show friends, yeah. that's very true. You oh, can God, be yeah. super good friends with the members of your band. Yeah. But you should be treating you should be treating everything as a business transaction. Like just like when you go and buy water from a convenience store. Like you're not there because somebody you know worked and bottled the water. Yeah, it's that's just, true. It's yeah. a it's a monetary exchange. So you got to really look at it as as a product for product. Yeah, that's a great analogy. Actually, yeah, absolutely agree with that. And I mean, there's a lot of hobbyist uh, musicians out there as well. And Hell, that just makes your life easier. You like performing, great. This is what you do. Yeah, and if you if you have a lot of money and mm -hmm. you just want to put on live shows, yeah. then and just take that as a drain, fucking do that. Whatever. Yeah. That's that's one aspect as well. What would be some of the excuse me? What would be some of the things that you would want to include in this survey, like more specifically? Um, the this is uh, four questions I had. What do you wish bands understood better about organizing shows? What do you wish bands uh, would do if you book them for a show as far as like promotion? Uh, let's, let's get a number. Okay. Social media. I mentioned the show three times, you know, like how many times is, is realistic? Um, what would get a band on a list where they're not invited back? And um, what would move a list up to like a, a top band for consideration for the next show? That's that's all I have actually for now. All right, yeah. Um, send us some information, listeners. Yeah, uh, whatsters. Uh, what were they? Fertilizers. Yeah, fertilizers. <laughs> We've already forgotten. Yeah. Um, and let us know what you think. Yeah, absolutely. And um, I will come back. Uh, I'm actually. I I keep forgetting to 
promote my own show. I'm um, performing tonight at Topper's Bar. I don't even know if this will be out by then. But in any case, I'm going to speak to the organizer of that show, mm. and I'll have answers by the next uh, the next uh, Japan What Give recording. Tom a follow at Boring Gaijin. <laughs> uh, it's his Twitter handle. Yes, that's right, at Boring Gaijin. I'm at Mr. Bigelow. All right. Excellent. Well, let's take a look next, then, at um, the list. Yeah, let's go. Oh, sorry. There's yeah. one other thing one I wanted to say. One other thing. All right. Um, the other thing, the, the part of the reason for the survey is I always thought that it would be a very good idea to have a circuit, um, and that would be a circuit of places to play for people that maybe don't know the system or they can't afford to do the Nordema thing, but to know that, it, or even if they wanted to organize a mini tour, let's say they're, they have a, an EP, an album release, something like that. Um, what would be a good way um, to establish uh, a circuit of bars, clubs, and live houses that people can easily play at? You should make an app. Yeah, right. Really if I should. knew anything about making yeah, an app, I would. would. Be interesting. Yeah, that, it would. But that would be interesting. A musician's app for or, or getting shows and yeah. communicating with other uh, live houses and things like that. I mean, I got most. Uh, I've got a few places in mind, and I was also wanted to bounce it off you. What are some places that you would think would be good for that circuit? For people that don't have enough money for Norma? Well, that um, people that don't always, you know, can't always communicate in Japanese. That might be another okay, one. Okay, well, um, What the Dickens and Nebis is, is a good one for that. Do you have to book far in advance You have for to that, book though? far in advance and you got to do covers. But um, they got a good sound system and they know what they're doing. Also, though... Uh, um, you, well, it is foreign. Uh, and you don't need Japanese. Yeah, yeah. They're foreign-owned. The other one would be Asagaya yeah. um, in Gamuso. Gamuso, that's um, right, yeah. It's kind of like the poor man's What the Dickens, where the, <laughs> the sound equipment isn't very good, but they got a great vibe, and people yeah, go do. there and, and really enjoy themselves. It's a, it's a, you, you meet a lot of more um, underground um, musicians and, and artists at Gamaso than you would at uh, What the Dickens. Yeah, yeah, that's those a, would be my two so far. Yeah, any others? Um, well, I'm thinking. <coughs> Sorry, no, that's okay. Uh, Topper's Bar uh, in Chiba yes, is a good one Topper's for that. Bar in Chiba, and there, um, that's one you could probably contact. You know, weeks a couple of weeks uh, in advance and they'll book you for something because they're always looking for people to fill shows. Um, they also work with a very nice live house. That would be something you could work, uh, maybe get a show on down the road. Um, they don't book every night, but they do a show. The topper staff do a show at uh, the live house once a month. So if you know, you're playing the, the bar shows and they like you, they might put you in the live house. That's a good one. And then if you were just like a, more of a singer-songwriter that does acoustic, then that opens you up to uh, a place, uh, a few stations down in Sudanama called uh, American FM, and another one in Chiba called, um, was it Bar Down Under? They also have open mics, and they could have acoustic shows. All right. So that's the beginning of our circuit. All right. Well, Should we call it the Japan What the what Circuit? Uh, the Japan What Circuit. There you go. Yeah. Uh, we got to connect it back yeah. to the podcast. Uh, absolutely. Or, or Why the, are we doing the, all this work? Yeah, yeah the image, uh, yeah, branding and stuff like that. I'm mm. trying to focus on branding. So yeah. If, if, yeah, if, if we can get people to participate in the Japan What Circuit, and then listen to the Japan What podcast. They can come on the podcast and promote their circuit. It's like an interchange of value for value. Yeah, and you know, just increase the presence of 
of bands that we like and you know and help them succeed because uh i uh i do work with a few people that are always having difficulty getting shows above like past uh two or three regular places that they always play and they're kind of played out i mean not they're played out their music's played out but the same customers are always coming to the shows and little by little they're starting to you know run out uh so they want a new they want some new blood at the shows yeah and that, that's and new people too yeah Right. <laughs> and new people too. <laughs> All right, that's cool, man. Um, do, do you want to say anything else about that, or um, for the time being? Uh, I think this is something we can come back to at shows. Uh, right. Every time we get an update, sure, uh, yeah. it's a living list. Yeah, a living list. That's the best way to do it. Living yet. Japan, what list? <laughs> it's constantly that's evolving. Uh, do you want to just wrap up with that? The final, the letter. Yeah, let's do that. And okay. let's let's. This is a list of ten uh, ten things. The list. Yeah, the list. Okay. That's right. So this is a list, and it's a list of rules. So we're gonna say, is it is it a good? Is it accurate or is it inaccurate? Yeah. And what that, are your impressions? That way we can do the uh, is it or is it? Is it? <laughs> oh, is it? Very awesome. nice. Yes. I like it. I like a theme. This was something I noticed on social media. So I, um, I'm not going to say the person's name. They wanted to be anonymous, but I asked them if I could uh, read it on the air. And they said yes. And on top of that, here I have uh, 10 commandments of Japan. And I'll read both of those. Japanments. Yes. Japanments. There you go. Uh, it started like this. He uh, wrote, is it absur uh, absurd that even after three years collectively of living in Japan, something indescribable about this place continues to absolutely terrify me? Uh, it could be the constant unending threat of being hit with a massive earthquake or other natural disaster. Then again, it could be the lack of social acceptance here for any sort of meaningful self-expression. It could also be the sense of utter alienation and otherness that inevitably accompanies living in a country that closed itself off from the world for several hundred years. Uh, I've been around Japan for a bit. Kanto is definitely an especially difficult nut to crack. Don't even get me started about Tokyo. Anywhere that a foreigner goes here, the constant reminders that one isn't Japanese and doesn't belong here never fade. It's everywhere. The reluctance of most Japanese to associate or even make eye contact with foreigners is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, I actually, um, I sympathize with it, but I, and I will say, yeah, Japan is definitely made for uh, loners. Well, not even that, more loners. Loners, yeah. If you're I, a loner, you know, if you're a lone wolf, I'm a bit of a lone wolf. Yeah. I, I really like it. And that whole thing about people not looking at you, like yeah. that's that's his or her mm -hmm. interpretation of what people do to each other. But in Japan, no, they yeah. don't look at each yeah, other. Yeah, right, exactly. Um, I think it's something that also, um, it, it's it's happening to him, but it's happening to everyone. It's not He's not being singled out for it. Yeah. And Tokyo is a bit of a cold place. Yeah. People are busy getting but, to where they need to be. But so is New York City. Yeah. The big city is, they're not terribly well, warm. Well, you know, um, this, prop, this guy probably... Sounds like a lot like me, maybe seven or eight years ago, right? Where you're exactly. taking your your liberal arts degree and you're taking all of the kind of self hatred that goes with it. Well, this is also a friend, so be kind. Okay, all right, I'll, be, I'll be nice. But you know, I I gave all that up. I, I, this whole yeah. idea of the other and interpreting things is through lenses and socioeconomic mm -hmm. um, uh, belongingness or whatever it is. I just threw it all away, and it felt I feel much better for it. I just I just see people living their lives mm -hmm. and they're not living their lives with me and that's fine. And for the most part, um, 
okay, I'll say this. Ocean. Yeah. Ocean is the big five. We were talking about Jordan Peterson earlier. Right. And yeah, ocean right. means um, the personality traits. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, openness, conscientiousness, um, uh, e, a, and neuro, neuro, mm-hmm. neuroticism and things like oh, that. Oh, neurosis. Yeah. Um, what's that one where people feel really good about going out and meeting other people? What's that called? Um, oh. Um, X... X X podcasts begin typing. extrovert extroversion yeah okay. ex, extrovert okay. extroverted yeah so in uh, Western societies a lot of people are very extroverted yeah they enjoy going out in their spare time and meeting other people sure so Japan ranks very low for me in that case yeah they they operate in groups and they work very hard and they're super conscientious yeah but the idea of taking your free time and going out and just meeting new people very low in Japan in my opinion so in my estimation in my estimation <laughs> japanese society as a whole when you look at it through the lens of the big five personality traits you actually find that on the most part japanese people themselves don't want to look at each other and meet new people so my god man why are you applying your cultural lens onto an ancient society you gotta clean your room it's like Jordan Peterson just joined the next Muppet movie. I like, know. <laughs> Kermit the Frog. Um, so, yeah. So, I, I, when, when, I, when I started looking at it yeah. more of a data-centric kind of way, yeah. and I kind of begin analyzing the, the, not just on the individual level, but on the meta level, I kind of realized that the way I was interpreting people's actions was done based on the way I think people should be interpreting actions based on being from a Christian Western society. Yeah, yeah. And um, somebody was telling me also that people don't make friends quickly, but when they do make friends, they they make strong friendships. So friendships and relationship building in general is... The, uh, the thought of it is it, it's a commitment that you have to put into because once you've established it, it's not going away. Yeah, that's very and, true. Yeah, whereas a lot of friendships, we say, oh, he's my friend, he's my friend, and they tend to be very superficial. Yeah. It, uh, so um, there's that They don't well. even intermingle their groups in yeah. Japan. Like, yeah. you got, like a person in a soccer group and a person, the same person studying English. Right, yeah. His soccer group friends will never meet his English group friends. Yeah. They, and we, so this intermingling yeah. is... You know, even at parties, they will go to the soccer party, then they will go to the English party. But the idea of being like, oh, I want my soccer friends to meet my English friends. Yeah, where we love that. We love yeah. that idea of bringing the two worlds together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the idea that the, um, yeah, there are reminders that one isn't Japanese. I don't think there's as many reminders that one doesn't belong here. It's just that everyone is isolated. There is, it is more isolating. That's just in general. Um, and if you accept that, it yeah. becomes a lot easier. Oh, it does. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're an explorer, you know, you're, you're just kind of um, charting out new territory. Thank you know you. what I mean? Like that. It's, uh, it's, it's safe enough to do as well, you know? Yeah. So if you look at it as like you're exploring the world and, you know, reporting back to, you, you know, um, you're Chris, well, I know Christopher Columbus isn't a good reference there, but, oh, yeah. but, but you're, you're the spirit. Yeah. You're discovering and it's up to you to discover it and gather that information for others. That makes it a little e- more palatable, I guess. And because extroversion rates pretty low yeah. in, in Japanese society, the people who are extroverted tend yeah. to be outsiders. 
So yeah. when you're just meeting random people and they tend to be very extroverted, you you might be actually meeting a segment of society that's abnormal. And yeah, so the, actually the, that's true. Yeah. The, the, the chances of that person being a little wacky kind of increase dramatically. Yeah. So you're not really just meeting some normal person because yeah. they're not talking to people. Yeah. They're like, they're dialed up to 10 on everything. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've met people like that. Yeah. I really, sure. yeah. So what I would recommend to this friend is I would look at the big five personality traits and um, establish where your culture lays in those traits. And then um, looking at uh, Japanese society, look at, so kind of become an amateur uh, mind reader uh, for meta levels of societal uh, norms and yeah. then compare those two graphs to each other and see where you can um, overlay those graphs and, and uh, slide through the tunnel into uh, positive thinking. You have your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, here he, he gave 10 commandments of what not to do in Japan. I don't know if... Are we okay with time? Uh, yeah, that's, we, got, we got... Let's do... We can hold off until next time to do let's, the commandments. Let's do let's let's blow. Well, we've already raised the topic, so okay, fair let's enough. go through it. We're doing it. All right, full steam ahead, mother funsters. <laughs> okay, commandment Stick one: Thou shalt not inconvenience others. Agreed. Two: Thou shalt not be late. Agreed. Three: Thou shalt not socialize with strangers in any public context aside from venues deemed appropriate by Japanese society. What I just mentioned. Right. Four, thou shalt not uh, publicly express any negative emotions except with severe restraint and uh, and or at drunken social gatherings. That's true, but kind of, yeah. I, I don't mind. I, I, I call out funny shit, in a, negative things in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. And kind of like with a questioning, like, why is this happening? You know, yeah. That's, and then people kind of like it. But if you just point and accuse at people, that it's really rude in Japan. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, number five, thou shalt not publicly reveal uh, what thou art truly thinking or feeling except at drunken social gatherings. That's that yeah. basically what I was also Agreed. saying earlier, just people aren't extroverted. Right. Yeah. And um, the other thing is, um, they, it's a, it's kind of more group thinking. I think everybody Buddhism as well. Yeah, and um, Don't, like keep your face right. and tatemai. Well, there's also I think every new situation probably has a, a new kind of established set of rules, and you don't want to be too extroverted and accidentally break them. And there's the joge kanke in Japanese society, okay. which is your relationship with others. Yeah. So you got to figure out which one's older, which one's younger, yeah. which one's a social status. Where you are in that situation. Are. And yeah. then the way you talk to people changes based on that. That's true too. Yeah, so that's a good point. So if, if you have these social norms where the person you're talking to is based on a, a socioeconomic relationship, mm -hmm. also you know, age... Uh, and if you make that mistake, then you're not really uh, addressing the situation appropriately. So that's yeah. why people are kind of hesitant at first until they figure out that out. That's a good point, yeah. yeah. They don't want to stand out. They don't want to make that mistake. The so. idea of Joge Kanke is really big. Yeah. Like, people don't say, I have a, I have a brother in yeah. Japan. They're like, I have one older brother. And he, yeah, yeah. Like, they're always older brother, yeah. younger brother. Right, so yeah. So even when they're introducing their family members to you, they do so in terms of rank. Right, yeah. Yeah, another good point, Let's go back. So, um, number six, thou shall not miss, in quotations, voluntary company social gatherings or events. Okay, I feel this guy's pain a little bit. Um, that whole idea of we have to go to this party, 
Ah, uh, yes. This kind of, and it's like, well, no, I don't really want to go to this. And but, yeah. but, but, why not? I mean, that doesn't. This doesn't really affect me because I'm going to just say no anyway. And even though, but, but we, it's a. Do I have to go? No, then I'm not going. If you're joining a company at first, you yeah. go because yeah. you want to be like, hey guys, thanks for the money. Yeah. But uh, after a while, you can you can slack off in that. It's increasing at my company as well. Yeah. They've uh, reduced mandatory uh, hangouts. And when I first went there, there was a lot of nomikais, drinking yeah, yeah. parties, but now almost none. And right. More open desks and things like that. So Even the article we read uh, last time, the Bonenkai. Uh, so that idea of uh, people are getting ca- t- kind of tired of attending mandatory public events, Japanese or foreign. Yeah. So uh, number seven, thou shall not make prolonged eye contact with strangers in any public setting. Why would you do that with anybody in the first place? I don't like looking at people. In yeah. The Can I, we, why do we have to have eye contact? I'm, yeah. I'm trying to listen to people. Why do I have to like stare at you? It, it, try staring at a monkey in the wild and tear <laughs> your face off. It's really threatening to look at things in the face. Again, we're talking as veterans of uh, Japan society though. Just in general. Yeah. I don't like, I'm looking at you now, yeah. but generally we're not looking at each other a lot. That's a good point. Like, yeah. Why? Why do we look at each other? Well, um, I, I guess I maybe- ass, but I'm not going <laughs> to like look at people. It's weird. It's weird to just look around at people in the face. Let's stare into each other's eyes for 10 seconds well, and pretend I, it's normal. Well, okay. I think maybe it's prolonged here is more just making eye contact, waving, smiling, saying hello, instead of just quickly turning away like you have the plague. Maybe that's more the idea. I'm all for, I'm, I'm, yeah. If we get rid of eye contact, I'd be a happy guy. Maybe I have Asperger's. I don't know. Mm, no, I'm I'm kind of the same. But, but I, again, I, I see where he's coming from. Uh, number eight, thou shalt not speak on the phone while commuting on trains. That's okay. Societal norm, though. Yeah, I mean, okay, I see why, but I don't like listening to a lot of people talking on the train anyway, so yeah. I don't have a terribly... Maybe I've just been in Japan too long, but... but uh, There's a psychological aspect of only hearing one side of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. So we're only getting half of something, right. and our mind is immediately distracted by it. Yeah. So... Mm, shut Maybe, up in text. Uh, um, yeah, right. Shut, <laughs> shut up in text. There you go. Number nine, thou shalt not publicly exercise critical thinking under any circumstances, especially within the workplace. Um, yeah, we could use a little more of that. So, yeah. yeah. Okay. You've got a point there. Yeah. Very little critical thinking. A lot of conscientiousness, right? Yeah. So just follow the plan and, and put in the details. Don't accurately. offend anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have any really people telling me what to do, right? So I'm I'm outside of that. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And uh, ten, thou shalt not publicly say anything overtly negative about Japan, not even at drunken social gatherings. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, if you're if you're an immigrant and you're going to America and you're just like, yeah. what is with this? This fucking place. A lot of people are like, whoa, dude, you just yeah. got here. You yeah. Know? I was born here. You know, like you, right. you can insult your brother, but nobody else can. Again, That's- from my experience with that, I think it's the lack of any response is the tough part dealing mm. with that when you're, it's just people kind of nodding and turning away from you. Like, most Japanese people don't want to meet a foreigner only to have them complain about Japan. Fair well. enough. Again, fair enough. But I'd like, rather do something else. Bye. Yeah, I think in that case, you kind of have to learn to restate your complaint into like a question and just say, how how can you deal with it instead of, 
and look, I, I got frustrated a ton and still do. But if you if you do it as kind of a, um, confrontational, people are just going to avoid it. Yeah, because it's a non-confrontational society. Right. And which is good after a while, you know? You yeah. don't want to be confronting things all the time. True. You got to be like water. You got to yeah. adapt to it. That's why I call the Japanese commute, mm-hmm. the penguin parade, not the rat race. <laughs> there you go. Fair enough. <laughs> every, the, 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 the commuter card symbol is a penguin. Yeah. And it's flows, massive flows of people yeah. in, in these subway tubes and, and big hallways mm-hmm. going to work every day. And they're all dressed in black and white suits. So it's not the rat race. And they race. eat raw fish. So <laughs> that's right. Yes. Uh, cold. And, and that's the penguin parade. Okay. Because I'm trying to put a positive I like spin it. on it. The penguin parade. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think we should call that from now on. Mm. All right. Well, I think uh, that's all I have on my agenda. I would say that list is generally fair. Um, yeah. And some of the criticisms are worthwhile. Uh, at the same time, though, when you get rid of the othering, you know, like uh, yeah. that, that way of identifying, like you're in a way othering yourself. Yeah, and yeah. So, if you try to try to collapse your your mind, individual mind, into the greater group when you're outside, and life becomes a lot easier. Well, in some ways, it's also learning how to make it work for you. Looking at the real advantages of living here and that you wouldn't necessarily have in your own country and then taking advantage. You'll go insane, basically. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, you you have the constraints maybe that you've brought over from your country and applied it here, and they don't necessarily have to restrain you. So, again, things like safety, things like you can travel anywhere at the drop of a hat, those things are fantastic. Um you're not connecting with everyone. Well, it takes time. And there's a lot of money and, yeah. and good money, which is really well, good I haven't for seen lifestyle. That, but, yeah. <laughs> but as opposed to like if you're living in Cambodia or yeah. if you're living in another country. That's a good point, yeah. Money's not really useful outside of your um, where you are. Yeah, yeah. So in, in this case, um, some words of encouragement. If, if you take the time... Whiskey diet. Whiskey diet, that's one. Is If you empathize more and just see where everyone else is coming with and hang in there with that, um, you know, it will get better. Uh, I truly believe that. And um, you know what? If you have a response to this, uh, we appreciated the... Uh, the commandments and uh please let us know send in more commandments and yeah. i'll let you know how to other yourself <laughs> thanks for sending it in actually yeah uh, really I, I tend it. to be a little bit cantankerous to ideas disagreeable i'm a little bit disagreeable but i appreciate the the content um can we move on let's move on let's last one of the week okay last one of the week stupid gotcha of the week Stupid gotcha, Do you ever hum that song to yourself when you're on the train? I do. I do too. Yes. All right. All right. We have police say Vietnamese suspect shoplifted 28 million yen worth of goods at drugstores. In Shizuoka, a Vietnamese woman arrested in September on suspicion of theft had shoplifted around 28 million worth of yen at numerous drugstores in Tokyo and nine other prefectures over the la- uh, past year, police say. The uh, police suspect, uh, Nguyen T. 
Fonien, oh, I hope I got it right, sorry, uh, 21, stole around 8,300 cosmetics products and other items in 161 shoplifting cases since October last year. They believe the suspect, who lives in Tokyo's, uh, uh, was that? Katsushika Ward, excuse Not me. Not here, thank God. Yeah, oh. thank God. May have had several accomplices in the crime. Uh, Yen was arrested on September 17th on uh, suspicion of shoplifting 30 items worth around uh, 80,000, excuse me, 80,000 yen from a drugstore in Fujinomiya, Shizuoka Prefecture in central Japan on November 20th last year. She predominantly shoplifted at drugstores belonging to the same chain, the police said. Brand marketing. Brand yes. marketing. Yes. At the Japan What podcast. Um what a crazy so yeah definitely stupid and it's interesting that the uh, as the uh, south asian population increases oh, the, boy. the criminals <laughs> also increase in that demographic well. just just by just by nature of having more of more of that peop- because before you mm-hmm. wouldn't really see a okay. lot of um, Vietnamese females sure. doing in the news for criminal reports or being reported or to being be fair. reported yeah, yeah. um and I'm not saying that send them back. I'm, not, I'm just saying as the demographic grows, um, num- like mm-hmm. whatever it is, marriages, yeah. love, everything in that in that demographic also grows. In this case, crime. So okay. why, why do you think she stole so many cosmetics? Um, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, I get the feeling also once you get away with it once, you start to just assume that you can, you know, take whenever you want. And that also will make you, you lower your, your guard, you get sloppy, eventually you're going to get caught. But um, I, I feel like a lot of places here, it's, if you're, well, I don't know, I don't want to say that I'd encourage anyone, but I feel like perhaps she got away with it, she probably took a lot of money's worth, and then you get well, a custom- 30 items for $800. Well, this is the other expensive. thing. expensive. Once you're used to using expensive cosmetics, I don't think you can also go back from oh. it. That's what I was trying to work around to. I so see. so now that you've gone out in public with all these expensive yeah. cosmetics, can you go back to Daiso, you know, lip balm or whatever? Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that was it. And maybe she has like a social media account and she gets oh, some yeah. followers yep. and now she's doing makeup tips and yep. all of this type of thing. Just speculative. But yeah, right. That might be promoting it as well. Could be. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, Do you think it's a yeah. stupid Gaijin of the Week worthy? Yeah, absolutely. I don't like saying that. You don't? I don't like saying... Well, I don't, I don't like saying stupid Gaijin of the Week, because this okay. is a person, they yeah. have all oh, of their really? things. Okay. And, but the know, theme song is so catchy. I know. That's what should the, we do? Well, the theme song yeah. is in its own nature discriminatory, oh. but we are not. Yeah, that, that So I'm kind yeah. of calling out the harshness of the jingle. Yes, we should call the police uh, on him. I, I would say it's a foolish her, her. Yeah. foreigner. Oh, yes. Foolish foreigner. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I will be. Okay. Foolish be foreigner less. of the week. Yes. Okay. I, I like that. Yeah. Okay. We'll see where, Not where so it harsh. goes. Okay. You, but, and we can get another theme song out of it. That's great, That's too. That's true. And yeah. We can just play this one whenever we want to. Yes. Well, let's All drop right. that. Uh, I think that's about it. All right. I think we've got to get you know, our studio times around. Yeah. Up here, so. well, well, this is. We go. We've actually accomplished quite a bit. We've learned a lot. Mm. We've played some great music, some great theme songs. Uh, the title of the show: Japanments. 
Japan Mint Sensei. <laughs> Thou shalt. Okay. <laughs> All right. That might be a new segment, the yeah, Japan Mint. Send Japan us your mints. Japan Mints. All right. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Japan What Podcast, episode number four, uh, spewing hot air out of the back end of Tokyo. I'm your co-host, Matt Bigelow. And we've given you the inner workings of Japan from an outsider's perspective with zero insight. I'm Tom Molesky. Thank you. Stupid Gaijin of the Week. 